0: If you know Jones Soda, you know they have some really engaged fans. The craft soda company was doing user-generated content before digital photography even existed. Now, of course, things have changed and Jones is tapping into mobile apps and other things to engage consumers and leverage their insights across its business. So in this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking with Bob Blair, their chief marketing officer, about some of the technologies they're using and what they have planned. We're also talking about their recent entry into the cannabis market, and what kind of thinking and preparation needs to happen before moving into this category. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Bob Blair, Chief Marketing Officer of Jones Soda, about their recent entry into the cannabis market. Now, Jones Soda has a really long history of some creative engagement with consumers, and Bob's here to talk about some of the new things they're doing lately, as well as why they decided to enter the pretty complicated cannabis market. So, Bob, welcome.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, it's great to have you. I wanna talk a little bit about your background um, first, so for one thing, you're the first chief marketing officer at Jones Soda. So what's that been like?
1: You know, uh, how lucky for me is what that's like. I uh, I love this brand. I've loved it for a long time. And so to get this call and be able to work with such an iconic brand is really a gift. Um, so it's been wonderful. And, you know, for me, the, the role I know was intended to look after the brand in total because of the desire to expand into cannabis, as you mentioned in your intro, as well as, you know, continue to do the things that Jones is known for and innovate. And so to be able to get that remit is is just kind of a dream job.
0: So for you, this is, um, you know, your first role at a CPG. You come from the agency side. Um, I know you've worked with CPGs, but what is it like being on the brand side?
1: You know, it's uh, exactly what I was looking for, which is, you know, when you're on the outside advising a client at best you're you're you know giving them a recommendation but it's really someone else who is on the ground doing the thing and responsible for it and i think that's what i was desiring with the switch over and going from advising a lot of clients from an agency role to really getting deep with one brand and really understanding and, and caring tangibly about every bit of that business and that's what you get when you come onto a uh a really small and, and core, awesome team brand like Jones, where just the you know some of the people have been there for almost the duration of the brand and care very deeply about it.
0: Well, that's awesome. So you get to be you know kind of more in the weeds at this, oh, this new year.
1: the weeds. I think below the 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 soil, deep, deep, deep into the ground. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a big part of Jones's legacy is forming these really close consumer connections and, and this creative engagement. And a lot of this has centered around your labels, of course, which feature user-generated content. And they've been doing this before user-generated content it was so easy to get, right? It was really before mainstream social media. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, why this works for them so well.
1: You know, it's the thing that you know, is a, just a beautiful part about the romance of Jones is that you send us your picture and we might put it on our label. And that's been going on since the 90s, as you mentioned. And What's just really cool about that is is it's a promise to fans, but also is really high engagement in today's language, and that language didn't exist in the mid '90s. But the idea of taking a picture and sending it before the days of even digital photography <laughs> to your so- favorite soda brand and getting on their label is just an insane amount of effort. Um, Advance forward passion, to today, right? right? Advance for forward brand. to today, though. <laughs> And what I think is so funny is we're in an era where sharing a picture is the easiest thing in, in the world, right? You can post it on any platform and you can like it and you can tag it. To use it on our bottle, we still need permission from people and things like that. So what's interesting is if you upload a picture to Jones right now, you're presented with an online form and you have to fill it out. And, and it doesn't take a long time, but it isn't <laughs> just one button on your phone, right? And so when I was first digging into the archive of pictures that people send into Jones, I logged in and Erin, and, and the who runs that platform for us, she gave me my own login, and I'm like, really like, this is okay, I'm gonna go in there. And I'm like, I don't know how many pictures I'm gonna find. And she goes, Well, just go to this folder, and it's the ones we haven't gone through yet to see if we're gonna, you know, get on a label. Five hundred and fifty-two thousand wow. photos in this. I came from working on brands like Kraft Heinz brands, you know, big, big Anheuser-Busch. We never got half a million submissions to anything, you know? (laughs) Um, The engagement of the Jones fan wanting to get their photo on the label is insane, and we love it. And it just shows that even in today's age where people are used to pushing one button, they'll fill out a form, sign a model release, sign a photographer release, and send it all to us blindly in the hopes that we'll pick it and it's just it's such a good moment and i gotta tell you the moment when you get to pick one and write the letter that everybody signs that you got no, picked yeah, and it right. goes to the person which we still do for every single person um they love it they they are so awesomely so over the moment the when reactions get that, that
0: you get from people yeah, they yeah we they post all. them
1: on social they send us like letters back like it's just it's it's a wonderful wonderful part of the brand that's so fun the first time i got to pick pictures what a one fun funnest meeting we get <laughs>
0: How else? So what are some of the other ways you're engaging with consumers digitally, um, especially today's consumers? I know you have a mobile app. So what's that been like?
1: You know, what's interesting is, you, you know, video, as you see all over every social platform we have, pictures don't stay still. Everyone wants them to move around. Everyone wants video. Instagram can't even stay static right now. You know, everybody wants the video. So what a natural evolution for us to offer our labels to come to life. You know, we actually get a lot of video submissions of content from people even before the AR app existed um, where they go, oh, look at this cool video we have and at best we could grab a still frame from it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's really cool that we can have the labels come to life. Um, Augmented reality allows us to do that in a really amazing way. And we started by just using the natural submissions of people that we'd gotten, right? Mm -hmm. And then in this fall, I mean, sorry, the spring, we went to some of the influencers who work with us, uh, that we have this just wonderful batch of influencers who are fans of the brand. And we said, hey, a lot of you have sent us video. Why don't you send us one of your favorites? And we'll put that on the bottle. And we did that. And that was really neat. But it's like been a little baby step. I mm-hmm. say all that because right now of the bottles that are on shelf, our bottles partner with Sub Pop Records and I love Sub Pop. They've just, you know, been the coolest indie rock label since forever. And we partnered with them and took 15 of the artists who have albums coming out this summer on them and their sister label, Hardly Art. And we gave them a label. And right now, if you point your phone at those labels, they come to life and play a little snippet from the band that they custom made for us. It's interviews, it's behind the scenes stuff. And they're all on tour right now. And we're doing stuff with them on tour. And even one of the artists, Sookie Waterhouse, is using our tour bus. But the content that's coming off the label right now is from sub-pop artists. And so it's shown us the versatility of what that tool can do and really allow the bottle to be a part of that experience and bring a partner into it in a really fun way. And and we just love it. So um, we've been looking at at that and we continue to evolve that experience to make it easier and easier for people to scan, to get the video to play right off of the bottle and and just have it be super easy.
0: So you use these within the app, this digital engagement, you mentioned, you can buy direct from consumers um, within the app, even though that's, sounds like it's not necessarily the primary goal, but it, but it is available. You're obviously collecting a lot of consumer insights through, uh, through this method. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you know, maybe how you're using these insights, you know, whether it's within marketing or across other areas of the business.
1: Yeah. There's a couple really interesting ways is, uh, one is that we really see how people react when we test out different flavors or limited edition things or news. Um, a lot more is available in our online shopping areas through D2C and all that than is available at a store at any given time. Even though at a store, you'll usually find our four core flavors, plus the seasonal release, plus often some other limited edition thing, there's even more stuff on our site. And so a lot of times we're seeing what people are most excited about, even testing the water on Instagram, seeing what people react to, bringing something out of the archive and putting it for sale in D2C, seeing how they react using those insights to tell a retailer like a Kroger, hey, look how excited these people are online. You should put it in store. So the scale of distribution can also follow the scale of an audience that you're reacting to and and that are telling you what they're most excited about. And so it's fun at each of those stages and each one can inform the other uh, in certain ways. We also use it for silly things like, what do we want to put in our caps for gear merchandise store, you know, and things like that. (laughs) You know, where trust me, our fans are so vocal. Like they will tell us all the time what they want. Um, we just recently and we're not 100 percent sure what we'll do with it yet. Or maybe I am, but I'm not allowed to say yet. But we've <laughs> we had a little. <laughs> uh, we, we've had a bunch of um, our fans write to us and tell us that they have way more caps than the things we have in our store make them able to buy. Like they've saved up a lot. And they're looking for a high roller suite in our in our caps for gear program. (laughs) So we're right now pondering like this notion of what do you do for these people who have collected in ice kid you not over a thousand bottle caps of jones Soda and are saving them for something amazing. And they want something amazing. And so (laughs) how do you deliver uh, on that? a very active correspondence with these people. I love them. These the, the most engaged Jones fans are just such uh, amazing funny people.
0: They're like those are your super fans.
1: No, oh, we love them. Yeah, those are people.
0: Um i you brought up limited editions. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um but for now I wanted to talk a bit about the decision to enter the cannabis market. Mm, so it's yeah. a complicated market. It's a, you know, it's certainly a, a growing market. So I was wondering what was the, you know, what led to the decision for Jones to to enter it?
1: Well, you know, other than it just seems like a match made in heaven, as far as two things that go together perfectly, um, there were business dynamics that fed into it. You know, one of those things is for being one of the most nationally recognized indie CPG brands, let alone soda brands, um, some people would be surprised, you know, at the size and scale of our business. You know, we're a pretty small player in the world of soda, you know? And when you have a brand equity that is so... Significantly outpacing your business, you have a couple choices. And one would be to invest in your core business of soda and say, how do I catch up to my potential? Right? Um, another would be to take that equity and look sideways and go, well, where would this equity make a lot of sense? Right? Where would what we have to offer really sing? And, you know, it was before I was brought in. Luckily, I came in after this decision was made. But the identification of cannabis was from a couple areas. One of them is that uh, cannabis has been an area where flavor has been used in a really utilitarian way for most brands to cover up cannabis. And, you know, Jones is a very bold tasting soda, if nothing else. And, And there was just a really understanding that there was something our flavors could bring to the table there that was different than the flavor experience today. But the other is that beverages are exploding in cannabis. They're small right now but the momentum is there and they're growing year over year in a significant way. And the realization was that thing we're good at making soda in a really indie scrappy way is the thing that's the most exciting growing part of cannabis. And so knowing we had national brand equity, knowing we had big, bold flavors and knowing we know how to make soda, we're like, Hey man, I think, I think the stuff we know how to do good is going to really work over here. And the thing that's been beautiful about that is everyone has been validating that proposition as we've gone through and gone to market in California. And as we're talking about other markets, um, it, that proposition has been just validated over and over again that 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 we're bringing something complementary to the space. And that's what we were hoping to do.
0: So that leads in my that leads me to my next question, which is what's been the feedback and you know, what are you learning as you're as as you've been going through this?
1: Well, there's been a bunch of things. First of all, the feedback's been awesome. Like uh, first first thought was, will partners want to work with us. Yes, they do. And we got great partners and we're working with the best people in California and we're talking to the best people in other markets. Um, then the next round was, you know, will people think these products taste great? And, you know, I knew I thought they did, but it's great to get that response from the trade and from editorial and from people going, yes, these are amazing tasting beverages. And for us, the litmus test is taste just like a Jones and... That's what it does you know i mean i have you know these products right here they they are supposed to taste the same you know they're supposed to be uh different experiences but they're supposed to taste the same and so for us that's really really exciting um and then retails picked it up extraordinary we had to actually cap our dispensaries in california because we only did a one production run um to test the waters before we got everything going at scale And we had so many dispensaries take us on that we had to say, okay, we're going to pause here and not take any more dispensaries till we make some more soda because we can't support anymore. So just the response has been incredible. We're thrilled. People are liking the product.
0: So what's next? I know you recently uh, released your earnings, in which case uh, your leadership revealed some of these things. So can you share with us what are next steps for cannabis?
1: Yeah, there's, there's two big parts for us, getting the rest of our portfolio live in California and getting that portfolio to other markets. And so we have our 10 milligram soda that comes in the glass bottle and looks a lot like our classic Jones. But right on the heels of that, we have our 100-milligram, 16-ounce, 10-serving soda. It comes in a, a tall can. It's really fun. It looks great. Uh, it tastes wonderful. It tastes just like the other products. Um, but it's for somebody who wants to session out their dose a little bit different, right? Um, and so that product's really exciting for us, and it'll be out very, very soon, a matter of weeks. And then we're also uh, going to have one of our edibles get to market really soon, People who know Jones know that we have a carbonated candy that's been available in a lot of places for a long time. It's our soda flavors in a candy form and it fizzes in your mouth. Well, we have a car, uh, infused version of that that'll be coming uh, this year still Q4 that we're working on right now and finalizing. Mm-hmm. And so getting those things out into market are really going to give a breadth to our kind of offering that people, I think, are going to have a lot of fun with. And then that's the version of us that's going to other markets is, is with the full breadth of our products.
0: Are you hitting any roadblocks in this market that maybe you might not have expected or just that are different from, you know, from the soda industry?
1: Yeah, it's just the infrastructure is not there. You have a bunch of willing partners. You have a bunch of people excited about what can happen. But no one's ready to go. There is no one you talk to that can tomorrow flip a switch and just make the product as as we spec it out. And I think that's just because of the newness of everything that the, you know, existing even in the beverage space, a part of the market isn't making exactly what we were making. They're making things adjacent. Right. And so, um, Upleveling the manufacturing capability of any partner you're talking to, um, investing in certain things where it's missing, bringing knowledge and capability where that's missing. Really, you're plugging some hole no matter who you're talking to. But that's just the nature of the business right now, and we're up for it. So that's totally cool.
0: Awesome. And are you planning for the labels? Same same uh, initiatives and user-generated content, um, oh, video-enabled with our
1: question, the thing that was most fun is um, for our test first run, our first run of soda bottles for Mary Jones, mm-hmm. uh, we had the opportunity to pick 16 photos, but this was ahead of launch. This We hadn't announced anything yet. We hadn't done anything. So there obviously we hadn't received any photos just for Mary Jones. So we decided to go into that half a million archive and oh, we nice. looked around for some photos that really, really saved Saying to us for cannabis. And um, we wrote those people a special note and said, hey, we're launching a cannabis brand. It's called Mary Jones. Would you be up for us using your photo? We know you submitted it for soda. These people freaked out. These people (laughs) wrote us back. Like nobody said no. They were all thrilled to be asked. They were so excited. Um, And those are the people, all but one of the labels that are on um, our, our Mary Jones line is that. One of the labels is the house dog at Jones HQ MJ, who had a big part in inspiring the name of the brand. And, and she's on one of our berry lemonades. So if you see a very smiley looking dog that is MJ from from Jones and MJ helps pack up every case of Jones that goes out the door in our in our warehouse.
0: Nice, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, so I have two final questions. Um, one, you had mentioned limited edition flavors. And on the Jones website is the option or the opportunity for consumers to suggest a flavor. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about what are some of the weirdest flavors that you've encountered or heard about?
1: You know, there's, um, it's funny, the, our flavor scientist, whose name is Sarah, uh, runs all of our flavor development. And she's awesome. And she's both, you know, got a... a you know, a lineup of of great ideas that she wants to do, but also this just unbelievable incoming barrage barrage of of people's ideas. And, you know, there's the ones that sound good, and there'll be some interesting fruit blend or something, you know, notable that's out there. And the ones that I get excited about, they're only a little weird, but, you know, there's people really writing about a lot of spicy things. They're very curious about spicy things or some obscure candy that they would love to see brought to life, you know. And, you know, honestly, our icy partnership that's out right now, is sort of inspired by that, or be like, what if you did this? We're like, what if we did? You know? So that one's really good. <laughs> um, but I, there's just this huge group of people who saw what we did with turkey and gravy and think that hot dog needs to happen.
0: No, and it's no. just no.
1: so um. gross. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't care if you're talking about the hot dog by itself or hot dog water or a loaded and dressed hot dog, Chicago style, New York style. I don't care. There's no way it's going to be good. It's disgusting every way you think about it. But uh, it's not one (laughs) person that's written in with that one. It's it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know who thinks that's a good idea, but okay. All right. All right. My final question. What is your favorite Jones soda, whether existing or the flavor that you're trying to make happen?
1: Oh, my God. All right. So I have a couple favorite ones. First of all, I love grape soda. And I always thought it was so awesome that we had a swear in our grape with MF Grape. Um, and so I come to Jones and I go, oh, I love grape. And Eric, our president goes, well, too bad. It, it, we, you know, that one's retired. And I'm like, What? You know, it's like literally the first thing. Um but my favorite that I drink a lot is Green Apple. I adore it. It's a, I love Green Apple, and it's one of the ones that made it into our Mary Jones line, so I like it even more infused. <laughs> um, it's absolutely wonderful, but I'm a, I'm a Green Apple guy from way back.
0: Awesome. Okay, I was also a big fan of the grape. Oh, so yeah. Bob, <laughs> maybe I mean, you don't have any pull on bringing it back. or
1: Oh, uh, trust me. I have these secret conversations with Sarah about getting things out of the archive and bringing them back into cannabis. I so we'll like have we could fun. have a
0: campaign. Like if you got yeah. enough signatures, bring back right? Bring, grape. Back grape. <laughs> bring, bring back grape. Well, Bob, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for talking with me. Really yeah. appreciate having you on. Uh, definitely uh, excited to see what happens with Jones, Mary Jones uh, and the cannabis market. So thanks a lot. Great.
1: Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit RISnews.com and ConsumerGoods.com to sign up for our newsletters.